Okay. We ready okay. to go live? You now, can we dunk on you for like five more minutes? Dunk on me on the yeah. podcast. <laughs> Prime. Right. Okay, we're going live. Duncan Dale Nuts. <laughs> <laughs> is that how? Is that our open? I think that is our <laughs> opening. Hi, Internet. Hey, welcome, Internet. Welcome to uh, Very Bad Geography with Dale, because I thought Big White was the ski resort in Whistler, BC, but apparently that one is named Whistler, BC. Do Not you know, locals. Do you, do you know? Do you, do you know what the two ski resorts? Are called at Whistler, Dale? No, Blackcomb. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought Blackcomb oh. was the one in Kelowna. Okay, well, th- that's a little more understandable for non-locals. Yeah. You're not going to recognize how egregiously oh. Dale fucked this up, but uh, I forgot yeah. how international you guys. Yeah, if it. you're Australian right now, you're pissed because <laughs> I mean, those are the only people yeah. who work at our ski yeah, resorts at Whistler. BC. Hey, welcome to RH Factory, the podcast where we look at the things that made people mad online and explain why they're dumb for caring. Uh, this special early afternoon edition, uh, because we are joined today by uh, international rack hunter and man of mystery, Dominique Frico. Dom, hey. What is happening, guys? Guten, guten Tag, as they yeah. say in Germany. What was it that actually, thing that JFK yeah. say? Ich bin ein Berliner? Ich, ich bin ein Berliner. Yeah. <laughs> do you know that? Do you know that? Do you know that's funny? Because it means I'm a donut or something. Uh, yeah, yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Cool. Sorry, did I, I step on your tagline? <laughs> no, 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 not at all. But it, but it also does mean that you're actually a, a person of Berlin. So I don't, I don't know, I don't know why everybody shits on them so much for that. Comment. Wait. So are they, in <laughs> essence, calling them the whole city a bunch of donuts? Donuts. No, yeah. I just, yeah. I just want to warn everybody I might be over caffeinated because <laughs> fucking noon and I woke up and I was like, I better get some coffee in me for this early episode of the podcast. And I'm three cups deep. So three cups deep. Three cups deep uh, the Dale DeRuder story. Enjoy me loud in your ear this early. Dom, for uh, for people who maybe are not familiar with you or your personal brand or did not go to high school with us in Salmonar, British Columbia, can <laughs> you explain? Didn't go to high school with us is watching this. Listen so. to this podcast. <laughs> uh, can you explain a little bit about who you are and maybe plug your music or whatever project sure. you you have going on lately? For sure, for sure, for sure. I'm a musician. I like Dale mentioned uh, Derek and Dale mentioned. I ladies. Originally from Salmonar, British Columbia, I now live in Berlin, Germany. Um, I'm a songwriter. Um, I work in several. Like I, I, I spread my 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 time across several different projects. I've toured for the last five years, six years now, with a band called The Folk Road Show. Touring has not been as present in this last year as <laughs> you I don't say. Um, but I also have, I have a solo project. Um, and, I, and most recently, actually, I've been doing a lot of sort of collaborating, basically because it's just more available and there's a lot more people asking about for it. It's, it's actually, it's called top lining. So I write vocals for different types of electronic music. Yeah, you had a couple uh, eat what like EDM is that what the kids would call it tracks drop lately that uh, were actually really Ooh. fucking good with that. Uh, what, what, Are those under you? your name or what's someone the guy's else's? Name? It's Lee. It depends. It depends. It's Lee. They're, yeah, they 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 have both of our names on it. Ah. The, the funny the funny thing with it is now I'm I'm singing on this this track with 
with, I think, it's, it's a track that's coming out in the next while. And the thing that the music industry has started to do now is they just want, labels just want to pile as many names on, on a product as possible. <laughs> it's to, like to hashtags like, almost. Yeah, yeah almost like <laughs> hashtags. You get more like, exposure. There's, I think there's four or five projects attached to this one song that I sang and <laughs> oh, wrote. Wow. And one of the projects didn't do anything. So it's like a group project like, in school. Yeah, yeah exactly. He's exactly like that. It's just like I was talking to the producer, and he's like, "Yeah, yeah, we. It's just you know, it's the music industry, and and you, it's marketing. So we just need mm. their name." And, and 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 I'm just like, "Oh wow, we've gotten there." Because I like I think for a while I, at the beginning it was like quite a lot to put three names on a project, and yeah. now it's not a it's not out of the question to put like four or five names. It's just like wow. Do you think it's all just because of like uh, Spotify and streaming? Because if there's uh, with these so many names, they will show up in everybody listeners like new releases from if they listen to any of those. So you'll get a lot of cross promotion. A hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah. That's totally why. Mm. Yeah. They, they, they just, they, and I, and I think too, I think, I think everybody's having a tough time making a dime in this industry you know it's just like was that yeah. like pre pre-pandemic as well or or more pronounced yeah. in the past year it's definitely it's definitely more pronounced but i think before too like i've talked to a lot of people who are on labels um and when they talk about i mean it's not every label but a lot of them they just they don't know how to you know what i mean like the label ha- like a huge label has sometimes even less idea than like a small artist how to promote mm-hmm. and how to market something everybody's kind of just grasping at straws um so it's really it's yeah it's quite an interesting thing how they just to watch them sort of like recommend things or the or the choices they'll choose to make have so how do you tried oh sorry Derek. no dale i was gonna ask a no mine's, question you were gonna make a joke the so i would rather segue you, you... out of this into the next subject so if you have oh. talk about this before no just do that do the do the segue oh. Because I okay. think this is the perfect topic for a musician to speak to. Yes. Um, oh, exactly. Yes. Okay. Segue so it up. So pretend that awkward interaction didn't just happen. We'll edit it and out of the audio version. We're, we're not editing. I'm much too lazy for that. So just, just, yeah, whatever. So, hey, Dom, I heard that it's hard to make money as a musician. Have you tried getting some swag going like in specific some really ugly shoes with human blood in them i knew, knew you're going to this <laughs> i knew this is what you were throwing to no i, I mean I have. it's easter so, so we obviously got to talk about all the satan shit <laughs> oh yeah we do <laughs> yeah. easter saturday baby we i mean this is the day that jesus. like there was no jesus right yeah. there was good friday there was jesus easter sunday there was jesus saturday mm-hmm. today is satan's day so we're leaning into yeah. this we're going full little Nas X. Uh, <laughs> let's let's fucking go. I mean, Jesus did go down to hell after he was crucified, and on the way, he probably wore those fucking ugly Nike Wait, Air ninety seven. Hold, hold up. Wait. What? Yeah, Jesus. Is that true? Is that he in, died? He went to hell and spent is, three days there, and then came back on in, Monday. That's not in the lore, is it? Dom, can you? I was gonna, canon, I was about. Derek. I was about to. I was about to cross into that one too. I don't. I don't think that's part it's of canon. it. It's not. Wait, do Catholics have a different story than the Christians? Wait. The, what, yeah. What did you grow up as? Bro, like, I was me? Christian Reformed, no, which is no. the Dutch. You know what I? Yeah, I, like I know. Dutch yeah, Dom and I went to the same church. church. Yeah, 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 which was Catholic, 
So the Wait. Dutch, the Dutch believe that Jesus went to hell for three days over Easter. Yeah. It's like a three he day vacation. Hell, hung out with Satan, got some shoes and then came back on Monday. <laughs> no, like he went to hell and that's why he took everybody's sins on his back and went to hell. And he's like, yo, Jesus or Satan, here's everybody's sins. Peace. I'm out. Like reverse Santa Claus. He took That's, the world's sins in a big old sack yeah. on his back. Literally hell. word for word from the Bible. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Let's yeah. talk about the shoes. And okay. to a lesser okay. extent, the uh, he put out a song, too, didn't he? Yeah, that, he that uh, corresponded with it. Call Me By My Name or, Mon- or his actual Montero? name. Montero. Yeah, that's his actual Christian oh. name, I guess you could say. I, I didn't know that. So I kind of went deep on this, probably deeper than I should have, because one of my favorite conspiracy theory podcasts did a breakdown of the video. And the funny oh. thing was the, consp- the conspiracy guy was like, <laughs> on surface level, this just looks like a homosexual musician who's sick of being told he's going to the hell to by the church. Uh, kind of lashing back and being like, well, fine, if you say I'm going to hell, I'm going to fucking just go dive right in and get right into that for my video where he yeah. literally goes to hell and twerks on Jesus. And um, I guess <laughs> it's going to be confusing if we jump back and forth from the video, but the shoes are kind of supplementary swag for the video that he released. And so, the shoes were basically yeah. like a, a custom collaboration with some like what fashion house mischief somewhere. It's, it's like a company called mischief. It's M C H. It's basically mischief with all the vowels taken out. And they took and they some Nikes and just uh, like drew on them with markers. Put, yeah. Put a new color scheme on them and allegedly put a drop yeah. of human blood in. Uh, in the what, back the, on, on the, the heel. On the heel of the shoe, there's a little there's like a little thing and it has it's it's full of red liquid and six people who work at the company mischief. And it's like it's funny because it's like the guy, the conspiracy guy I was saying was like, this is all like a cult shit. But like the people at the company mischief were like, Haha, it's funny. We put blood in shoes. And it's like, I guess like you could argue that it is a cult. Like if you're putting shoes in, it's like this whole like ritual magic where you get enough people to do something then it makes it stronger and stuff if you believe in that sort of thing but if you don't believe in that sort of thing why would you even do it like because i guess it's, it's a marketing gimmick so, yeah it's 100 percent. it just it just it, the whole thing just feels to me like it's just a it's going for a headline yeah you know like from the video to this but i mean maybe there is more to it but i mean it makes great headlines I mean, yeah. you look back, people have been doing this satanic panic shit for fucking ever, right? Like the, the Beatles yeah. did it to sell out or wait, did the Beatles do it themselves or did they just get caught up in it? That was more like, the race war, wasn't it? Well, are you talking about Helter Skelter or something else? What? Are you talking about Helter Skelter? Or... The I'm race sorry, war? I'm not familiar with, with the Beatles. Did when they it was do like, like specific if you played satanic stuff? Albums backwards there were satanic messages uh back in the day when you could (laughs) when album songs were on vinyl and you could spin spin them backwards spin them backwards and listen to the songs in reverse uh the beatles the beatles did were not playing with the whole satanic thing the beatles have been attached to that largely because of charles manson yeah the helter skelter thing 
That's what he means by the helter skelter thing. So the Charles Charles Man the Charles Manson and all that kind of thing. They 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 latched on to a lot of these like conspiracy theor- theories surrounding the Beatles. The band that did actually kind of play out the whole devil thing though was the Rolling Stones. Mm. They were they were much more like yeah let's fuck with this. Like I don't know if they were doing satanic rituals, but they definitely played up the sort of connection with this sort of evil sympathy devil. for the devil, the devil yeah oh huh? little huh? gnostic religion in there <laughs> <laughs> but this is like this has been a marketing tool for many years right yeah. like if you want to uh get some free publicity uh mostly from the religious right which i think is most of the people flipping out about this yeah uh best way to do it is to invoke satan in your music. My favorite thing is that like Little Nas X, his first song, his big song, the reason you got big was like a fucking country song with Billy Ray Cyrus or whoever. Hometown uh, Road. So you like, you you lure in all the country music fans who are like more traditionally right wing that mm-hmm. way. Uh, and then you'd like drop a satanic bomb and get like, this just seems like a very long game to get a lot of press for uh for this one song yeah the best part is if you play the videos back to back like hometown road with billy ray cyrus and then this like uh call me by my name montero the music's pretty much the same <laughs> like there's like there's no like like he's like i'm country hip-hop and then you listen to it and you're like i guess and then you listen to the new one and you're like it's not very satanic at all it's just like basically like pop hip-hop with baby mm-hmm. maybe a little bit of like i don't know dom you're a musician how does is is the new song the same genre as the old song like what i'm trying to say or is it different because it sounds the same to me and i don't know if that's just because i don't like hip-hop or country because you're an old white guy yeah yeah i mean yeah i think i think i think you're pretty on point there i wouldn't call it that much of a of a stylistic leap I mean, I think to when I when I think of Old Town Road, I, th- I feel like the only thing that really made it country is just the fact that it's Billy Ray Cyrus singing the, the hook. Yeah, you know what I mean. It's kind of it's kind of one of those things like when like when when there was there was a period of time before Taylor Swift, I think, just became pop where where she was still country. When it's just like you listen, you're like, is this country? Like it just it just sounds like <laughs> pop music, but but because Taylor Swift is singing it, that it makes it country. Mm. And I think. That's that's kind of what I mean. It is kind of twangy. The funny thing is that have you guys been have you guys been to go back to this idea of like marketing and and using the church and the Bible Belt all that kind of stuff? Have any have, you, have either of you guys heard this new podcast? Um, Welcome to your fantasy. Mm-mm. It's a uh, it's basically a documentation of the Chippendales. It's like the it's like the oral history of. Not oh, Chippendale okay. Rescue Rangers, like the Chippendales, the, like the male, the male dancers, the male, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, the male, the male dancers, immortalized by Chris Farley and uh, Patrick Swayze in that Ex- one hundred, one hundred percent. They 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 talk about that a few times. But one of the most interesting things was that like it was it was connected. The Chippendales at the beginning was the early eighties, maybe late seventies, early eighties, I think. It was connected to this whole women's lib movement, where it was just like women deserve their own version of like Playboy. You know, that's why yeah. Playgirl play kind of, you know what I mean? And women deserve to go out and fucking watch strippers too. And what the owner did originally is he set up, he set up his bar and he would call the, the church groups 
when they were going to have a night and just be like, did you hear that there's going to be male strippers? And he would, <laughs> he would get, he would get the, the church groups and the, the women who would come down to protest that this is wrong to like, Genius. he would let them know. So they would come down and then he would call the news outlets to be like, do you hear what's going on tonight? And he <laughs> yeah. would just like, just like this marketing like smash everything together to get as much <laughs> hype as possible it's that's so like, fucking smart though like that's yeah genius genius and yeah. i mean you know with uh with today's outrage culture i'm surprised we don't see more people like little Nas x actually like he did this knowing there would be a reaction there would be a pushback from the right uh and he's basically just spent the last what like week or so dunking on people for mm. reacting to this in, in a pretty flawless way. Um, but I think I'm, I'm surprised there aren't more people who aren't like just recognizing that there is this machine fueled by anger that will give you free publicity. Uh, mm. I look forward to the no next Dom Frico single dropping and it's, you know, <laughs> it's you drinking human blood uh, and like drawing pentagrams on yourself or, or whatever your, your God. new brand is going to be. I wish yeah. I was that cool and that ballsy. <laughs> so, um, so old and boring. Yeah. One thing I just wanted to point out when I was talking about the conspiracy, the back, back to conspiracy theories, because that's all this I is, do now. This is, yeah, this is now the Dale DeRuiter third hand conspiracy theory yeah. podcast. But uh, no, the only reason I brought this up was because in the actual video, there's this weird like writing that's glowing on a tree. And it's like, I think it's in Greek. And the guy on this um, on this podcast, like he found the um, fucking why can't I think of that word? Oh, mm -hmm. my God. Sorry for stalling out the whole podcast because I can't think of. Oh, translating. This is awesome. I'm the best. Anyways, so on the tree, there's this writing and it's in Greek and it says uh, translated. It says, so in the beginning, when they were cut in two, they yearned for each other's half. And this is a reference to um, Plato's symposium uh, line 191 or part 191 lines five through six and it's how it's, deep did you go on this bro <laughs> what am i supposed to do like not go deep into conspiracy <laughs> theories but um yes. he's he's just saying it's weird that this is in there like it's it's basically like plato wrote this thing and it's a reference to like an old tale that basically humans used to be three sexes there was male female and the third was a like a conglomerate of them both. And then I think it was like Zeus split them in half so that, and that's why people talk about soulmates and stuff because you're constantly yearning for the other. And one thing is you could say that this is like a cultism because uh, Platoism, like Neo-Platoism is one of the three bases for making a cult besides um, Hermetic and Kabbalah. But it also could just be little Nas was talking about how, males have to get re in touch with their feminism side so that they can be more whole because like su supposedly way back in the day, we used to be like masculine and feminine, perfectly balanced. And then we got split up. So that could be why there's like the stripper pole and him twerking on Satan and stuff. So mm. it's weird. Like if you want to get into like the occultism, there's like breadcrumbing <laughs> where you could just go down a rabbit hole. Like I did. Yeah. Or 
on the surface, it could be like Janessa said in the comments. I don't, it's like I've seen worse in other videos. Like there's been Satan shit in other videos, like mostly heavy metal and stuff. But I think one of the another thing to think about with this video is in January of this year, Little Nas was doing um, an interview and he was like, yeah, my audience is little kids. I recognize that and I'm okay with it. So it's like, you know, your audience is little kids and then you come out with this like Supreme Satanist shit, which is like, I don't know, like, should kids be able to watch it? Like, I think they should because it's weird because it's not like super dark Satanism. It's all like cotton candy Satanism. Like, it's like, it looks like if, Katy Perry's American or yeah, American dream was about Satanism. Like it's all like purples and candy and glossy and stuff. Did I just derail the podcast? <laughs> I mean, there's a lot there that I do not want to respond to you at all. <laughs> the, uh, Oh, fuck. Um, I don't know. I saw a, a tweet in response to this that that was a pretty good summation. And, and it was basically from a guy who was like, I don't understand why people are flipping out over this because I came of age to a movie in which Satan and Saddam Hussein were gay lovers and <laughs> having anal sex. And that's, I think, is kind of set the bar for like uh, pop culture Satanism. Uh, and nothing will probably ever compared to that oh yeah. i don't know <laughs> like, like the south park video i'm pretty the sure movie. the same people mm -hmm. that were pissed off at this were pissed off at that and it was funny because like the way they got away with getting a penis in a movie was they would show the penis and then it'd be like oh look it's a cutout on a piece of paper or whatever because the stop animation <laughs> stuff of it so I all i also want to just say that Nike has sued um, mischief and they're not allowed to send out their actual shoes. Like they got like a, the, the article called it a restraining order against the actual shipping of the shoes because Nike said it is bad for their brand and they never gave permission for mischief to make these shoes. So right now nothing's going to happen anyway. It's, it's it's so funny though. It's just like what you just just way to make those shoes way more valuable. And yeah, yeah. I mean, there's like it's, it's like it, it, very cleverly enough. There, there. I'm, I'm assuming there aren't. So there's a hundred. There's six hundred and sixty-six of them. Six hundred and sixty. Yeah. Yes. What? Yeah. It's, and they sold it, out in a minute. <laughs> of course they did. Yeah. And they, they fuck. What does it say here? They're worth like a thousand and eighteen or something. Yeah, that's good. That's. It's going to skyrocket. Be, it's going to be way more than that. It's going to be like Bitcoin. <laughs> I don't know Bitcoin, but I have those little Nas shoes. Like, oh, fuck. Yeah. Sneakerheads are going to go nuts. My the, one um, beef with them is they picked, like, the way it works is Mischief takes a pair of black and red um, Nike Air 97s, and then they, like, they put a little pentagram cover over the laces, and then they did some painting on the side. Like, they referenced the biblical verse Luke or something, talking about how Satan fell like a lightning bolt, and so they added all that on. But my beef is they started with such an ugly shoe. Like, you see the 97, the Air, Nike Air 97s, and they're one of the more horrendous Nike shoes. Like, you could have started with like Jordans or fucking any other shoe that looks better. 
What do you guys think? Like the Air Force Ones, maybe even? I'm not, I, a, I'm not a sneakerhead, so I, yeah, like, I think these will go over with the, the sneakerheads. I haven't, I, haven't, I haven't been into expensive Nikes since I was 13 years old, so <laughs> grow the fuck I don't, up. I don't understand why Nike is getting upset about this, because like the people who are upset about these Satan shoes we're already boycotting Nike because of Colin Kaepernick. So like, what, what the fuck? They're not losing any additional business, right? I think the people who burned their Nikes when Colin Kaepernick got signed on as a representative representative of Nike finally bought a new pair. And then they burnt those when this came out. <laughs> <laughs> they finally forgotten about their rage. Yeah, from that. They're, they're finally over their like bigotry. And then they're like, oh, fuck. Now he's going after our religion, or they're going after our religion. Let's burn these shoes too. So, I mean, it's there's 666 pairs. It's it like it to me. It's all just it feels like just the, it's so much theater. Yeah, like like everybody in the United States seems to sue everybody every 10 minutes. It's just like you know, it's like I, I sued him. I sued him. Like I sued again? him. Like, yeah, I, sued him. <laughs> I sued him. Did you actually take him to court? No, but I sued him. Like it's. Like, <laughs> It's just like, you know what I mean? Like, I feel like that was a call made to the secretary just being like, just just write a press release. We sued them. Yeah. I, like, we're still so fucking rich. Who cares? We just need we just need to help our image. <laughs> just say that we sued them and let's move on. Who cares? It's 666 yeah. pairs. Probably I think the fun. funny thing is, it's like the three of us were all raised in the church um, when we were kids. And all of us are like, yeah, this is stupid. And it's like, none of us are like scared. It's going to give power to Satan or anything, but I guess, are you guys religious at all? Really? Like, do you still, I mean, I wasn't until I found out that Jesus took a sack of sins on his back to (laughs) hell for three days over Easter. And now I'm like, I'm, I'm back in. That's yeah. amazing. We got a blank slate. Thanks to Jesus. <laughs> like, uh, first we get- <laughs> I mean, I'm not really, I I'm definitely not practicing organized religion just kind of tends to get me like, but yeah. like I'm, yeah. I'm, and I probably have a, a lot of like ingrained, uh, religious pro- scars. Well, yeah. Just it. from growing up Catholic mm-hmm. and being like, but like spirituality is something that I am becoming more interested in, uh, in just the idea, like there is this connectedness to the world and like uh, a higher power potentially mm-hmm. uh, influencing or guiding things. It's, it's, you know. You mean like the intermingling mm-hmm. of our essences and our energy and our sure. chakras, Derek? Is that yeah. what you're saying? Yeah, you don't Dale, believe in exactly Jesus, that. Like, but you like believe our auras in chakras? Yeah, I believe in chakras. Very, chakras? Uh, the, one that, the one religion that I've gotten uh, interested in lately is uh, is Buddhism, as fucking yeah. obnoxious as it is. But just being like, being able to like, be like, oh, we're all fucking insignificant and nothing matters. And that's just like the way we should carry ourselves through life uh, is a very uh, in- interesting way to look at th- what, what's up. Were you when you said obnoxious? Were you saying it's obnoxious to be a person who's into Buddhism and talk about it, or is Buddhism obnoxious? No, Buddhism itself is like the the antithesis of obnoxiousness. But like yeah, being, yeah, okay. being like a Western white guy who's like, yeah, I'm into yeah. Buddhism now. Like, <laughs> yeah. okay. Well, when you say it like that, I mean, I'm I'm more prone to Taoism, but I, I see <laughs> the, <Shut> the fuck <laughs> up. I see the allure of Buddhism. No, I like I. I like Buddhism to the point where I went to a used bookstore and I bought a book on Zen Buddhism and put it in my bookshelf. So I have your Buddhist now. 
I have like the popcorn seeds of interest in it, but reading books is more like a chore. So I was just like, oh, I don't want to do homework. Ladies, to find a new religion. <laughs> Dale's illiterate. Get a load of this guy. I'm not illiterate. I just don't have the attention span to sit and read. Maybe I'll get the audiobook. Once I'm done re- listening to audiobooks about aliens and stuff. So, Tom, where are you on uh, on on religion lately? I'm, Fist fight, Taoism or Buddhism? Pick. I, I think I, I honestly think like to me, there's I, I I've always seen value in every religion, but there's always I, you like kind of how you said organized religion kind of makes your like mm-hmm. skin crawl or just. There's just something that's there's, there's to me there's eternally flawed with all of them, and they're you know what I mean like there's something good in all of them, but there's like something that just always just doesn't really like just misses the point. For me, I think that the thing that I've decided is largely like I think a lot a lot of what we learn in the in you know growing up in the church, a lot of the principles and a lot of the, the philosophy that we were that were imparted on us is actually very very valuable. Um, I just, I just, I just think there's a lot of the things that we argue about, like the thing, the things that annoy me about Christianity is this constant, this constant talk about heaven yeah. and, and how, and how, and how a lot of, I feel like a lot of people are doing things so that they get to heaven. And my argument is always like, I think it's one of those things like we don't know. And it, and it, it doesn't really matter. Like, we should all just be nice to each other and, and, and be good and try to be good humans to make this a better time right now. And this a better world. And if at the end of, at, at the end of it all, all of a sudden it's like, we get something. It's like, great. We did good. And then, and there's a heaven, but like for me to just like, well, I can't, I can't tell Dale what I think about his conspiracy theories. I have to love him for what he is. Yeah, because, Derek. Then, I'll, <laughs> because then I'll get, then I'll get to heaven. It's just like, I don't, I don't know. Yeah, yeah he I, was saying, I agree with tell you. Dale what you think of his conspiracy. <laughs> I agree with you, Dom. Like Christianity or Catholic, like Catholicism, like the rules and like the morality clauses are all good. But what they should have done was instead of being like, do this to get to heaven, they should have just been like, look, these are a specific set of rules that if you go by them, society just runs better. Like if you don't fucking murder each other or fuck each other's wives or take each other's property then we can live together in more peace and harmony like you yeah. don't like because as soon as you go if you do this you get something people are like oh well then it's all like kind of i'm only doing this so i can get something and then like if you're a little nass and they're like you can't go to heaven because you're a homosexual then you're like well why would i fucking do any of this other stuff when there's this the allure of satanism that says i'm the God living on earth and I have all the power within me. So I don't have to go to Christianity to get like um, saved and go to heaven. So what we should do is start a new religion called outrage factory where (laughs) Dale is the priest. Religion factory. We don't start a cult. Can we talk about starting a cult? Yeah. I think we we called it the lost boys way back like 80 episodes ago, but we got to come up with a better name. Well, I'm just I mean, like, never... does religion never... only exist because it's people hedging their bets against the the afterlife? Like, is that the whole reason any of this shit exists at all? It's because yeah. you're like, 
just in case there's something after we die. We want yeah. it to be good and not bad. And well, that's one, the entire reason that. Yeah, one of the reasons that Christianity exploded was back in Roman times when they were putting Christians in the gladiator cage and feeding them to lions and stuff. A lot of the Christians were like kind of at peace and everybody's like, whoa, why are these people OK with just dying? And then they explained it's like we're OK with dying here because we're we go to this promised land where everything we like is true and everything. So everybody's like, oh, so I believe it was kind of a way to keep people in line and be like, look, if you don't rise up against your masters and fucking start murdering people who are like pushing you down, then you could go to heaven. So it's like, you kind of make sacrifices in this life just to reap the benefits in the next life. I don't think that's the, I don't think that's the, one of the sole or the main reasons that religions exist. Though. No, I was talking about Christianity specifically. Okay. Why well, it got flourish. popular. Yeah. Yeah. I just, I, I think, I think there's a strangeness. I, it's this weird necessity mm. that we, that we as, as humans feel, because I, I, I notice, I notice is like, you know, like growing up in the church and, and seeing what it, like the community that like is based around it, that kind of flourishes within a church and through the different, you know, Protestant churches that win our town. And then watching kind of how all of these, like basically a lot of people who are age kind of just moved away from the church and watching, yeah. watching these other hippie things and, and like different sort of, like, I, I knew, I, you know, I, I know, I know, I know pe different people who kind of get it, get involved in cults and, or have been involved in cults or even like, even things like, um, um, like multi-level, multi-level marketing, marketing. Stuff. Yeah. Are you talking about that one specific cult in Vancouver? I mean, that is definitely one of them. That what was is, that, that called? Nephilism? Nexium? Yeah. I actually, I actually have, uh, I actually have Nexium experience. Oh, really? <laughs> Speaking yeah. of, this is, this is the stuff I love. Just, ah, just give me cult shit. He, he was? Yeah. He was in the sex cult. I didn't mean to derail your point, but like what you're saying is Make like your people... point and then tell us the Nixium shit. But my, okay. but, my, but my point is, I, I, I don't know what exactly it is, but I think we're all kind of longing for this. Either it's a great, the greater questions answered or, or this, this spirituality, or, and it's kind of all linked to like, you know, think community, spirituality, the, the great answering questions of the great unknown and all that kind of stuff. Um, and, and I think it, it'll, it'll, I feel like it, it will always reappear in different ways until the end of humanity. And I think mm -hmm. we do that in different ways. Like Derek, you even said yourself, like you're, you're, you're starting to look into Buddhism or you're starting to like become more spiritual. And I think, I think that's a good thing. I think it's just, we all find different ways of answering that question. Yeah. I mean, you, you nailed the two points right there. It's like people want to, people seek understanding. Like they want mm -hmm. to, to understand the universe and life and why any of us are fucking here at all. And then we also want to belong, right? Like there, yeah. there is, and to me, that's, that's the one thing I miss from organized religion is like that sense of belonging, that sense of community, that like having your group of people, uh, like we, Dom, you and I were in youth group for a, a long ass fucking time together. Mm -hmm. Uh, your mom was our leader. And, uh, yeah, I just remember it was, it was always, always nice having like a group of people that you belong to, uh, mm -hmm. whether you like wholesale bought into the, the beliefs behind it or not. Mm -hmm. 
And I, th- yeah. and I think, and I think, if, I think, I think it's interesting too because if you if you sort of can kind of like get together and have sort of like this sort of unique or not unique but like similar understanding together, like if we all like it's it's kind of like we all play basketball, and so we can all like <laughs> almost connect and and open up around our lives around this thing. And I think with religion, what they often do, we all kind of get around the, the, whatever idea it is, and we can kind of like open up with each other around the way that we 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 interpret our lives through the life through the through the, the words of Jesus, let's say. And I think that's like what we got through youth group is that we could like we could open up with each other with on these topics and kind of be like, this is a safe space, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah, like. Yeah. The good thing about religion is it's like a big support system for everybody. Mm-hmm. Like it's because each real, each church is like basically a hundred people, which oddly enough is like that book tribalism. I can't remember the author, but he's saying like people have this natural tendency to split into groups of about 150 at maximum. And then you can like support each other. Like the good thing about the church is the sense of community. Like you guys say, did I just say church? Anyways, <laughs> and that's that the name of I'm... our new religion. It's Chorch. going to be called the Church. Outrage Factory Church. Um, pass, pass the Church. Yeah, but it's like you can, like, if I'm having trouble, I can go. Like, I remember my dad, he was a deacon in our church. And we had this thing where it was like you would go and help people. So if somebody was... I hated it because he dragged me along and I was a teenager who didn't want to do anything. And I remember one time he's like, we're going to get a mattress. I'm like, we don't need a mattress. He's like, no, we're going to pick it up from the store because we have a pickup truck and the people who bought it don't. And we're going to do the nice thing, pick it up and drop it off. And I was like, you mean I get to lift a mattress for no reason other than to help people. And since I was a dickhead teenager, I didn't see the benefit in that sort of thing. But it's like, just having friends and family to rely on is nice. So it's like, you could see the, why people who don't necessarily like, cause we have a pretty big group of friends like that. We all grew up in salmon arm and it's like, some of us are in Germany and some of us are in Vancouver or wherever, but we still, if we need each other, we can like rely on each other. So I think that might be one of the reasons why we left the church is because we don't really need it to have our support system met. Does that make sense? Yeah. Okay, let's talk about Nexium. Yeah, we have people I don't in the let this go. People in the comments are fucking yeah. clamoring for your uh, your sex call story, Don. Also, oh, really? are you comfortable with this? Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He Do didn't you have really... a brand? Or did they only brand the women? It's I mean, basically but it's it was a very i mean how big was it i don't even know how big it was like so i was i was invited nexium from from my standpoint or from how i how far i got into it um was just like uh oh, what's that other one called like it's like a tony robbins or a landmark kind of thing like mm-hmm. i went to you know like i went to like meetings in vancouver where we discuss like self betterment and and you know, reaching your full potential, and 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 it was it was it was it, it did feel like this later version of kind of a churchy kind of thing, where you know we could we could talk about like you know our truth and our feeling, and, and I think in, in in the essence in the essence of a lot of the stuff that they that they that they tackled as a sort of like philosophy or reaching your full human potential kind of course, 
were actually quite quite bang on. Like I took away a lot of a lot of stuff um, that I still use till this day. Just like things about just just like being honest with myself for the large for the largest part, not being a negative human being. A lot of that stuff was really really good. But I mean, the the organization had tentacles that like started in Albany, a New York Albany, and then just like went out to Mexico and to LA and to Vancouver. So the the real I think the real crazy center was all in the middle of Albany, and I mean I I got I got hints of things as I was going. Like you know I kind of always had a like I got into it largely because a friend of mine who was one of my producers um, on a music project, he he talked to me about like basically having a really positive effect on his life. So I I was like, you know, I I have some free time right now and I, I wouldn't mind checking this thing out. And I just trusted him. So I went and go to this thing and I and I got a funny feeling from the get-go. Like there was there was there was there was signs that I should have just like paid attention to. Like, <laughs> like the one, the one, the one thing that I was like, yeah, this, this feels weird. Cause you, you immediately, you went into the center and it was like, it just feels a bit too clean. It feels a bit too churchy. Like I have to take mm-hmm. my shoes off when I come in. And I think that the icing on the cake that I kind of just like chose to ignore was when you went in, I think it was, you went into the bathroom and there was one of those, like, you know, when you, you see those, those images where they, they make they make something look like they'd made the leader's face. Like it was like a painting of the leader's face, mm-hmm. but it was made out of little photos of like, oh, okay. you know what, you know what I mean? Oh, like yeah, when, like, they do um, this, when they like, like show like, like tons the mosaic, of little, the mosaic. Of yeah. Like, that, a, right? collo- like a collage or whatever. Yeah. It's a collage, but it's just yeah. like with pictures. It was like pictures of every, like all the, like lots of people who were in the actual, we're just going to call it a cult. People who were in the cult. Okay. And it was his face, and he had this. He has this very like Jesus-like appearance, you know, like the beard and the, the long hair and the, you know, the long brown hair. And I was just like, huh, that, that was pretty weird. But <laughs> I mean, for the for like the, I was I, I did stuff for about two years in it, and for the most part, it was really positive. The only time when I when I when I could when I was like, this is kind of fucked up, was was the sort of multi-level marketing. Mm. aspect of it because i could go i could just go and just take the courses and they were they were they were fine and but it was like they'd always be trying to get you to get more people to recruit other people into it right to recruit and i was always like i just i just doesn't resonate with me like like you're like my friends will make fun of me if i talk to them about yeah well you know well that a bit of that too but i was just kind of like but i don't really feel like it was more just like the way in which they would start to guilt you when Mm they would try and tell you to do something like that. And it would just be like, and it was, and it, and it was, it was just very manipulative tactics that I've seen before where it's just kind of like, well, what does that say about you? Like what, do you, don't you see how you're not reaching your goals? Like, don't you see how it's the same you not reaching your goals because you can't go do this thing? Like, why wouldn't you want to give this thing to your friends? And I like was a mild like, gaslighting almost. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And I would, always, I would always like push back hard on, on, on these kind of discussions. <laughs> And, you know, at, at some, I think two years in, I was just like, okay, we had this thing, we had this thing called, it was called, um, this is probably, this is probably the, the, the thing that I don't want to admit to. So we had this thing and it was called red, it was called readiness. 
And so when, when you, when you broke out into small groups, have you heard about this, Derek? I have, well, I watched uh, like all the documentaries about it. So I'm like, okay. I'm, I'm, I'm familiar. Yeah. I don't so know any I, of this. So, and this is the thing that definitely, this was definitely like every, like a lot of people had a tough time with this because so in the, we grew up, we break out into groups and it was like, you, you basically be like amongst men and you'd have like your men's small group and, and you had to be ready every day at, at, at noon Pacific time. Like and this so podcast. Yeah. Right now. Yeah, exactly. But basically right. every day, every day, unless, unless you, unless you gave some reason that you weren't going to be ready, like you're like, I won't be in range. So I have to, I'll be on, a, I'll be on a flight or blah, blah, blah. You had to respond. Like basically there was a, there was a, there was a message that would come down from the top allegedly that would go down from group to group down to the bottom and I'd be at the bottom and I'd have to be ready at noon. And I would just get a WhatsApp message that said ready question mark. And then I'd have to type in within 30 seconds, I am ready period. And then I'd have to shoot that back. And then they would go all the way back up the top and they would time it every day. And, and it was such, and it was every freaking day at <laughs> noon. Um, and it was, there was so much like confusion and we'd always be like, well, what, like, why do we, what do we have to be ready for? And there was kind of always this, this sort of underlying loose explanation that like, we, we don't know, but there could come a time that we have to like mobilize. <laughs> and it was like, Jesus. It, was like for, it was like, for what? Like, wh why, <laughs> why? And like, you know, I mean, psychologically, they, they were like, because that, that was something that showed up being in the like the, the sex cult side of things, right? Like the, yeah. the DOS thing they had. And they, I think they were like, it was basically like, um, just like sussing out obedience and like reinforcing that. Like we, exactly. we have a request, you do it, you don't ask questions. Mm -hmm. um, but that's, that's uh, extra sinister that they were positioning it as this like, it was, it was, there could be a, there could be a war. <laughs> like, yeah. Or something like we need to know, we need to have good men. And it was always like, this is fucked up. Cause like yeah. the, the, the funny, the funny thing about that is, is that we would do earlier on, like one of the things that I thought was really valuable is like, I'd have like, I had a coach and you, you decide upon, um, you would do these things called consistencies. And it was basically the same thing, but I didn't have to do, you know what I mean? It was like, okay, like, like Derek, like I'm your coach. What do you want to, what do you want to create more in your life? Derek? Oh, Derek's like, Oh, you know, I, I want to be writing more. Okay. Well, Derek will, you know, you should be, you should be doing something with your writing every day. And Derek would choose like, Oh, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to say that I'm going to try and write for at least five minutes every day. And so you would, you'd basically have like each day you'd, you'd, you'd report to your coach, like, and say like, you know, my consistency or my, my, whatever it was called is done. And, and there's, I think there's a big, there was a big thing in that, like when we would do these things and we'd be like, oh, it's really fucking hard to actually, to, to fulfill your word, to say like, you know, to actually, I'm going to, I'm going to train for this marathon. How are you going to train for this marathon? Well, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to train six days a week. Cause like most of us just kind of go like, 
yeah, the first week was strong. The second week bit better by like week four, we just stopped. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's just like <laughs> the week, week four. And then it was a year later and we didn't do, you know, like we just, we just canceled our membership or whatever it was. And that was actually really powerful to like actually do that and to get to the point where it's just like, wow, like my consistency, I've done 40 days in a row and I've actually noticed how much growth I've had and how much better I feel in myself about like, when I say I'm going to do something, I'm like, I'm going to fucking do it. Yeah, that's you're accountable to yourself, right? Like, yeah, like, exactly. Just do Twitter challenges now instead. <laughs> yeah, exactly, <laughs> right? But, but the um, yeah, so I got out, and then it was it was it was like it was two years until all of a sudden it was really fascinating because like I was on a face. I'm in, I'm still in this Facebook group, which is basically the Nexium members of Vancouver. It was basically the Vancouver community, and all of a sudden. All like all of these people just started like announcing that they would no longer have anything to do with Nexium, mm-hmm. and I was it was just like, and I'm like I'm like I'm in I'm in Holland and I'm on tour and I'm like I'm not I'm not I'm not a, a, a involved at all anymore. But I'm just like what the heck is happening? <laughs> and it and it took like ten posts and me just like reading and just being like rubbernecking the whole week what is going on until <laughs> i finally like just did a google search and it was just like oh wow oh it really was a cult oh, yeah. oh. <laughs> Dude, right. i should right. trust my judgment all oh, those red but, flags meant something but i like there was so many there was so many people signed up in vancouver that we you know i think i think sarah i don't know if you got the leader of the vancouver group who's now well, so I was going to ask if you if you met her because she was like oh, yeah. she was instrumental in like building it up, and then she was also instrumental in taking it down, right? Like exactly. she was a major figure. Oh, in it. she, yeah, and I, I think, and I think the person who got me into it said like, you know, like the like in regards to the multi level marketing side of things, like I think there was like five hundred and fifty people I think signed up in Vancouver alone, and Holy she accounted. shit. She accounted for like 90% of those. So she was somehow linked to like, basically most of those people were either directly brought in by her or they were brought in by people that she brought in. So she was just like at the top of all that. So who brought you in? I'm not going to say. You don't, you don't have to give it. Okay. Sorry. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) But um, (laughs) yeah. I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't need need to soil their name. (laughs) Okay. But but it was a friend of mine. It was a good friend of mine. Okay. Still a good friend of mine. Allison Mack. No, just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I never, I never met her. I never met her. But yeah, yeah. No, it's 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 crazy. It's really really crazy. And thing. I think more than anything, that reinforces like how fucking easy it is to start a cult and like get people like. I, like there was a lot like they had like this whole like psychological operation side like clearly the leader knew what he was doing and the people who were abetting him knew what they were doing and they had all these like things like the readiness thing and like a lot of mm-hmm. other things that were just kind of designed to uh what was it? it was like suss out people that were like super suggestible or easy to manipulate mm-hmm. um or to like wear people down to a point where they were so um yeah, basically, I, I took that to mean that there is uh, there is hope for church. So please sign up <laughs> if you're listening. And, uh, uh, yeah, I was going to say, like, the readiness <laughs> is such a good example of how something that could seem kind of hanky, but overall innocuous is actually something that's a really 
kind of potent form of grooming. Like you're like, you hear about grooming all the time, mostly with like sex crimes and stuff, but you're like, never really understand what it is, but it's just something like this that kind of like subconsciously gets you more ready for suggestion in the future. So it's like, yeah, I'm ready. What am I ready for? And then like a year later, they're like, okay, do this now. And it's kind of like takes you through baby steps to get you to a certain spot where you don't see it coming, but like the leader of Nexium probably had this grand drawn out plan of where he wanted to like corral people into. Yeah, 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 exactly. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I, and I wonder sometimes like how, you know, like how many levels down you had to go until people actually really had no idea that that, mm. like that they're, that they're, you know what I mean? Like, I, I wouldn't, I, I feel like even like, it seems like when I listen to the podcast with Sarah, like she, I think, I think she, she knew what she was doing in regards to making sales and, 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 and the manipulation that she, she was also employing to get more money and just to get more people into the company. But I really think she didn't see the sinister side of it. I really don't think she saw the, the, the mind control or the, or the, just, just the manipulation in regards to when you were in. I think she actually, a lot of people truly believed that it was a really, really valuable good for the people who were in it and the world. Like they actually fully bought in and believed it. Um, Yeah. Like it's one of those things too, like you were saying, like with your example of going to run a marathon and stuff is there are legitimate, good, like positive benefits from being in this sort of structure. But it's, and it's like the nefarious secrets and stuff are usually the most closely guarded secrets in any cult. And the only reason any of these cults ever get blown up is because someone lets it slip. Like Mm -hmm. if, what would have happened if nobody found out that Nexcom had this weird sex culty part? Like mm. it's the weird thing about cults is there's the leader always just gets horny and starts trying to have sex with too many people. And then he can't contain the secrets mm-hmm. like with church. We're definitely not going to go through that because that's <laughs> how you blow it up. So <laughs> wait, are you saying we're not going to be extra horny in church? Yeah, Derek, we it's are. It's like you can go one of two ways. You can go sex cult be. or you can go death cult. Uh, mm. Pick pick your poison. I, I pick sex every day. Like, do, <laughs> do I get to get laid or do I die? Ooh, it's a tough <laughs> throw. Oh, it's a toss-up. Real mm. toss-up. Dom, I want to be... <laughs> I want to be mindful of your time. Uh, it is 10 p.m. there in, uh, in Germany. Um, and we have gotten through exactly one topic on our list. So I want to ask you, what are you mad about this week? What, what has made you angry? We can talk about that and then we will bid okay. you, uh, does it have to be something of your list? Cause I do have no, something that no. involves the internet. Okay. No, okay. go, go, go this, for it. We this are came internet up based. This week. Yeah. This does involve the internet. I mean, are we, we're, 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 we're just, we're living on the internet these days, but <laughs> So I, I play in this project called Flora Falls. We're a duo. It's me and this Australian girl. And we just put out a video. And we have a friend, like an official music video. So we have a friend and he'd had a lot of success where, you know, on, you know when you're on YouTube and you just, you're on YouTube. I don't know you guys if you guys have ad blockers or what. 
But when an ad comes up and it's usually like, hey, welcome, you should get your blah, 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 blah. And so they're trying to sell you something and then you wait for the skip ad thing and you just skip it. And you skip, yeah. Nobody watches the ads unless you're Nobody a serial killer. So, yeah. so he, what he had done is he just put his music video as that thing. Like he just, oh. like, well, I, I want to get people to see it. And he, 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 I don't know what he'd put in, but like money wise, but he actually had a lot of success. And a lot of people had like commented under his video saying like, I, I, I never watched the video. Like that was great. Thanks for, and I think the thing was, is just kind of like, it makes sense. It's like, it, it's not what you expect. You know what I mean? You don't mm-hmm. expect just- It's not music. selling you something. It's just a song, well, right? Like, ex- is exactly, that- Wait, exactly. was his song the ad on the video for the song or was it in other videos? Like, so, you know what I'm saying? Like, like if you go to watch, like if I type in Dom Frico's newest music video and then an yeah. ad comes up, would it be like he put the ad as his music video for the same music video? No, for a different music. For He, he put his music video as the ad on other just like random exactly. videos. So okay. you're, watching, you're watching my video and then or whatever you're watching, mm-hmm. uh, you know. And then all of a sudden it cuts to a commercial and the commercial is just his music video all of a sudden. Mm. He must have had a wicked opening hook for that to work. He must have. Yeah, he must. I, I mean, I've seen the video. I can't remember. Yes. But anyways, so I, I put it on. I put I, I, I was like, well, let's let's try it. You know, you pay for advertising, whatever. I put in 20 bucks and um, got like 600 views or whatever, whatever that means. And and then basically what happened was like, I, I was like going to extend it, but I couldn't find the button to extend it. Like, it was like, why do I freaking when I'm looking and I just, just make a new, I'm a, I make a new ad. So I make a new ad and then I get a call from Google and Google's like, Hey, so um, we noticed you had an ad and uh, but you, why didn't you continue? It seemed to be going pretty well. And I was like, Oh, like I, I just couldn't find the button. Like I honestly, like it's, you could see on my account. <laughs> yeah. Like, as you can see on my account, I've already made another one. They're like, oh, well, you know, we, we have a free service right now where we'll, we'll like help you optimize your, 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 your ad. <clears throat> so I get, I'm like, oh, like, great. I'd love to learn more about, you know, YouTube optimization or Google optimization. <laughs> great. So I, I get on the, I get on a call with, with his name is Dominic as well from Google. He's German in Frankfurt. And, uh, and so we start talking the next day and, and I explained to him like what we've done. Cause he's like, well, like, you know, like what's the call to action? I'm like, well, actually there's, it's not really, a, there's not really much of a call to action. It's just like, it's just a music video. Like we just, we're just trying to get it seen. I'm like, I don't really have, a, we don't have a store or anything yet. We're a really new group, but like just trying to get some views and trying to get like people to like, maybe go like, Oh, this is refreshing. It's not a, it's not a terrible ad that's trying to sell me something. And he's, he's just like super like, you know, like it's a, I'm really, you know, I respect the idea, but that's not what this is for. You know, like that's for like, it's for like a one minute ad that's trying to sell a service. And I'm like, I'm like, I mean, we are marketing ourselves. Yeah, you're like, <laughs> I'm like, we, we do have a service. It's just like, it's just not so readily had available at the moment. It's just kind of like, if they want to go, watch more YouTube videos, they're there or they can, whatever, all that kind of thing. And so, but the, the, what really cheesed me is that he's like, he's like, but what you're doing is manipulation. 
Wait, the guy from from Google from YouTube advertising said this to you. The guy, the guy who called me because I had to put my <laughs> phone number in to, to to help me optimize and pay, buy more advertising, told me that I, what I was doing was manipulation. <laughs> and like, and like, and to be perfectly to be perfectly honest, I like when people complain about how like YouTube and Google is like spying on them. I'm like I'm like the first person to be like fuck I don't care when I go on when I when I go on my Google Chrome on my phone and I go to like Google something and I immediately get like it knows what oh, you want right it knows like, like, it, just like oh look it's like Tom York is Tom York is doing a, an art thing oh my god like oh like all the the first five links I could just I could just get lost in for hours like I'm like I want Google, but like, but the fact that Google, the guy from Google told me it was manipulation. Mm-hmm. I have been in, I have been fucking furious. <laughs> well, that's like, it happened. what that's fucking advertising, dude. That yeah. marketing is you manipulate someone into buying your fucking, your music or your service or your fucking software or your product or like whatever it is. That's, that is marketing. You manipulate people. That is you know marketing. what you got to do is. But my, yeah. You got to make your music video like about um what was that uh Fantos Fentos the one from Foo Fighters where they had like Fructose. the fructose. You got to do something like that where you could say we are marketing something it is this product and then the product page will just be to buy like your album or something. Wait, so did I mean, he say did he say you couldn't do it? Like are you still running the ads or did he I am still running the ads. Well, he said, he said, which I, this is part of it. He said that Google might suspend my account. That was why. Oh, shit. And I was like, for what? He's like, well, it's, it's manipulation. And I was just like, I was like, I don't like- think, I was like, as much as, as much of, as you're the expert right now, I don't think you know what you're talking about. Like, you're like, like you're going to Alex Jones me for buying ads. Yeah, how is that it's, fair? It's like, but like, it, it, how manipulative could it be? It's like, yeah. in five seconds, they can click to skip it. If they want to skip it, they just skip it. Like, I can yeah. see all the, like. Are you just, sure this guy was from Google? This wasn't some like sinister competing musician who was like, whoa, better stop this guy. He's actually from DuckDuckGo. I'm from the Google. Yeah. I'm from the Google and you uh, advertising your music is bad. Stop doing that, please. <laughs> yeah. Over here Maybe. at Vimo. <laughs> Maybe. But I just think, I feel like, I feel like what, what really makes me mo- like the most upset about it is the fact that it's just like, it's not like, it's not like somebody else just, just who's marketing being like that kind of market. It's like, it's like Google. Like, <laughs> yeah. Like, like they are the, they are like the tech lords of manipulation. Yeah. Like yeah. nobody 100%. fucking does it better than them. Like I, I said, I, I it's like it's like Harvey Weinstein being like, "Oh, that's a bit, it's a bit creepy what you're doing." It's like, it's like, like, is that a pat on the back? Are you, are you supporting me? Like, are, it, like I feel like I should get a trophy for this. Like, it's just that I'm manipulative. Like, I'm, re- I'm really that good. Thank you very much. You. Yeah, if, if you've out manipulated Google, you're doing, uh, yeah, doing something yeah. right. They're probably yeah. just like, "Why the fuck aren't we doing this with our ads?" <laughs> All right, that's a that's a good segue, Dom. If people want to check out your song or your music without you manipulating them to do so, where where can they do that? I'm gonna go watch this EDM video right after this because that's my jam. It's really it's really fucking uh, rat. What was it? Rattling hum. Rattling right. the hum. 
Okay. Yeah. Wasn't that a U2? Was that a U2 album as there's well? A U2 al- there's a U2 album called Rattle and Hum. And the, the yeah. song is called Rattle and A-Hum. I'm a big, I'm not- U- I am also a big U2 fan. Nobody has, nobody has ever mentioned that, that that's a U2 album because like, nobody cares about U2, like, like people who are our age yeah. um, and older. Yeah, but nobody- anyways, yeah, it's, it's, it's called Rattle and A-Hum. By Dom My wife just U2. aggressively texted me to say, tell Dom. I am obsessed with that song. So she's nice. obsessed with the song. <laughs> Amazing. Amazing. Great. Great. Andrea's yeah. never heard it. But yeah, anyway, you can you yeah. can find you can find my music. Um Dominique Frico is on 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 basically on Spotify. Dominique Frico, or if you're more into like my electro stuff, it's Dom Frico. Something I've noticed on Spotify, and this annoys me, and I will tell you because I gotta assume you're responsible. You have some music under Dominique Frico. You have some music under Dom Frico. You have some music under whoever you're fucking partnering with. You have some music under uh, the Painted Birds. You have some music under the Folk Roadshow. It's like, if I want to go and just like listen to everything Dom, there's not an easy way for me to do that. So you can make a playlist, Derek. Shut the fuck Uh, up, Dale. (laughs) I've actually, I do have like a Dominique Frico discography Spotify playlist. Oh, which, I, which, which I have like my favorite, but it's a my favorite. So I, I probably don't know what people like, but my favorite from, from across the like eight different projects that I've been a part of so far. Nice. Mm-hmm. There oh, you go, well. Derek. Problem solved. Thanks, Dom. Appreciate that. You're welcome. You're welcome. <laughs> that and, that uh, and do your homework, Derek. Yeah. yeah. I, I did not. I was too busy. Uh, doing nothing while Dale researched conspiracy theories about the fucking <laughs> yeah, like, shoes, so. I, I feel like I feel like we we delved into like my cult past a bit of like <laughs> a bit of Dale's like Dale's cult what's past. going on I, I'm kind of worried about Dale right now but like Derek you seem very level yeah I'm very pull I pull back all my this is me pulling back my conspiracy <laughs> shit because I don't want to scare anybody away because I understand how much people hate that is shit it, is it is it like is it just entertainment for you? Oh, yeah. Well, uh, there, there, a lot of it is entertainment, but some of it you're like, what if that's So true? this is how, and this is the progression of like conspiracy theorists. Yeah. I feel like everyone gets into it being like, wow, yeah. this shit is wild and very entertaining. And then they start being like, wow, some of this like could be real. And then before you know it, they're like full on like QAnon storming the US Capitol. Uh, and like Dale is in phase two right now where he's starting yeah. to present some conspiracy theories like, as fact. Are these coincidences? <laughs> <laughs> like, do you guys, did you guys ever read or watch the movie Celestine Prophecies? Uh, no, my mom was big into that. Wasn't yeah. that like a big ass fucking, that was like a self-help book in the Yeah, it was like, like Before 90s, the Secret. It? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But mm-hmm. in that, basically the whole cornerstone of that whole thing was there's no such thing as coincidences. And people are like trying to get at you so it's like that was my early grooming for this because i read that and forgot about it but uh ever since then i'm like what if there are no coincidences what if and plus it's like you see enough of actual conspiracies that were an actual thing like in the jfk thing where it was like the bay of pigs fiasco or Northwoods or stuff like that where you're like or the contra thing that the cia was like stealing drug money and then selling weapons and stuff and you're like well this stuff is true how much of this is true like i don't know i don't i don't act on it and i don't go on twitter and be like guys don't take the vaccine because blah 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 did this blah 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 that whereas 
it's it's there's a lot it's like watching sci-fi movies like do i believe sci-fi movies are true no would it be cool if they were a little bit but is there a lot of entertainment factor in there you're like yeah like i don't think (laughs) i don't think bill gates is actually trying to control (laughs) us or trying to block out the sun so that the earth slowly starves or that the new world order is a thing. I don't I mean, that's he, true. he probably could be doing some of those things, but like not, yeah. I mean, not in the obvious way that everyone's keying into, uh, if probably more in a subversive way, like, you know, actually a good specific one for this podcast episode is I don't believe that little Nos is actually trying to indoctrinate everybody into a neo-Plato cult based around Satanism. I think he's just doing it for the wow factor and to like get people outraged and get like free advertising like we were saying so i don't believe them that they're true some of them could be true but i'm not gonna i'm never gonna go to my friends and be like yo have you heard this conspiracy it's totally true because i like having friends and i don't want to be blacklisted from everybody's social life that's probably a safe bet. Hey, Dale, if people want to learn more about you on the internet, where can they do that? <laughs> well, if this favorite conspiracy, th- no, <laughs> <laughs> you could go to our Twitter feed, which is Outrage Fact Pod on Twitter. I try to tweet that there a bit. Uh, my Twitter is Super Dale Bot. You could go to our Outrage Fact Pod on YouTube. Dom, you have a YouTube channel? Yeah. What's YouTube. that? YouTube.com. Dominic Frico. Okay. Um, yeah, that's basically it. I want to go. announce that I am back on Twitter after Yay! a three three month three month hiatus. Three month yeah. hiatus. I uh, knew you were going to come back because I I'm I just, saw you through the podcast. Well, I Twitter started yeah, looking. I started logging into the Outrage Factory account and like uh, I sent a couple tweets from there, and Dale was just like, "Send fucking tweets from your own account." And I was like, <laughs> you know. That's a good point. So yeah. uh, I'm, I'm dipping my toe back in. I am. Uh, so you can find me on the Twitter machine at Herder. Uh, you are still you, Herder. I was going to ask. I, I will you. always be Herder. I'm, I'm sure. locked in, baby. Um, I am. Uh, yeah. If you like this podcast, please rate, review, and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. If you really like the podcast, tell your friends about it. If you really, really like the podcast, head on over to Patreon. Uh, and kick us some money and we'll throw some Irish factory merchandise to your way. Uh, and until next week, stay angry. Again, my shit. What are we talking about today? Uh, Lil Nas and his satanic bullshit. Um, love it. Uh, restaurant up at Whistler, maybe probably it's not Whistler. It's a big white, big white. Yeah, isn't Big White in Whistler? No. Look! Look at the it's, guy. Holy yeah. shit! Was that a real statement that you just made? Where's Big White? <laughs> the guy who said fucking salmon arm to Peachland doesn't know where Big White is. I'll give you, doesn't I'll give know. You a couple Big White is Big White the one in Kelowna? Yeah. Yeah. And boy. Oh, that's why. Because they're like the DJs from Whistler, and I was like, yeah, isn't everybody who works in Big White? <laughs> oh, okay. No. Okay. Everybody in Whistler is from Australia, Dale. Fuck, that makes so much more sense.